All right, y'all thought that I might be fibbing. This is proof right now. The Letterman Podcast. We have one sponsor, one sponsor only, but it is Rupert G in the Hello Deli. Thank you very much for sponsoring our show, Rupert. It's my honor, Mike. La, 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 la. Welcome once again to the Letterman Podcast. As always, I am Mike Chisholm. As always, I am excited to be here. Uh, this is our first Christmas episode. That's right, all you detractors who back in April of 22 said, oh, what the heck is this thing? It's not going to last whatsoever. Well, ha, 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 joke's on you. We made it to Christmas. And we're real excited about it. What a Christmas it is. What a time it is. Um to be a Letterman fan in 2022. We did not think that we were going to say that back, say in 2014, say the very, very last late show uh, Christmas episode, the last time Darlene Love came out on stage. And, uh, and, and, you know, we've, we've talked to so many people who, 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 um, didn't know what was going to happen after when Dave left the airwaves, the terrestrial airwaves or the, the, the cable airwaves in, um, you know, 2015. But at the end of the day, at 2022, it's really nice to be able to say that it's it's a good time to be a Letterman fan. And it still is. One of the reasons why we started this show, and we've said this from the very beginning, uh, our very first episode had a Letterman enthusiast community member uh, as our as our guest. And of course, most of the shows that we've done this year have included and have been uh, st former staffers uh, of, of, of Dave and, and folks who worked for the show. But we want to make sure that the Letterman podcast always has members of the fan community and the enthusiast community um, tonight. And uh, if we have our way here, every uh, holiday season, every Christmas time uh, we put out an episode, it's going to include uh, some very special treats from our community members. And I can't think of one that will be more special than what we're going to have happen tonight. We've got a very special guest tonight. Marilyn Sargent is an, she's a, okay. First off, she's an AFLer. Now we haven't had a lot of the, um, the alt fan letterman folks on here yet but we're going to talk a lot about that because especially when the show was still running there was some very cool things uh that would have dave con we haven't talked about dave con on here other than a couple little moments here and there we finally have some context to do that now marilyn has been um inside that Letterman fan base for a long time. She's known Don Giller and people like that for a long time, had uh, phenomenal experiences from the enthusiast perspective. Um, and we could do an entire podcast on just each one of those experiences because they are so encompassing and we remember them now. Uh, but this is a Christmas episode and we're going to, we have something very special tonight here. We're actually going to play a piece of footage uh, near the end of the episode of Dave actually reading one of the poems that Marilyn had submitted for years and years and years and years to the show. Uh, Twas uh, my, my night at the late show. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. I'm I'm very excited to have her on here. Very excited to talk about um, to someone else who had a very similar moment to mine. You know, my my moment of of of, of immortality, as far as I'm concerned. Talking to Dave at the Q and A, Marilyn had one that was equally as special equally as customized to her. And that will be represented in the video we show tonight. Lots of stuff to do. And it's happy holidays from the Letterman podcast. Merry Christmas from the Letterman podcast. Without further ado, we would like to invite Marilyn Sargent to the show. Marilyn, thank you so much for allowing me to, to pry my way in there and convince you to say, yes, you will be our Darlene love for the Letterman podcast. Thank you so much for this. Well, Welcome I'm to the no Letterman podcast. Darlene love, but uh, I am very pleased to be here, Mike. Thank you. And I, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome that you're matters, here. You know? You're in your jacket. That's I am. Fantastic. You're wearing the colors, representing. Um, let's go back to the beginning in a sense. Were you, a, how long have you been a fan of David Letterman for? I've been a fan for a very long time, but sort of toward the end of the late night era. So I am, like I've heard you say before, one of those people who is really late show oriented, has been there from the beginning. And the late show is really what always spoke to me, only because I really didn't see a lot. I was raising my kids, uh, you know, early on and late night. I just, you know, wasn't as tuned in. I would, I would love Dave. I'd see him 
toward the end, you know, I got very excited about it and his, his, you know, move over. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a late show girl. And, uh, you know, the poems that I had written for Christmas had always been um, late show, just strictly late show, you know, starting back with the very first one, you know, and all the wow. way up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so your very first incarnation of this poem, and it's of course, it's a take on "Twas the Night Before Christmas." It is, it um, is. and it, perfect. It's got that beautiful melodic setup, and 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 I mean, you can you can tell so many very very clever stories, humorous stories with that uh, with that setup, and people universally kind of know what it is. It's a it's a very very um, you know smart way uh, to do this. The first year that you sent in that poem was in '94. The first one actually was in 1998. 98. Okay. So he'd yes. been at CBS for a few years. He right. gained the power. He was, you know, our generation's Tonight Show. Um, yeah. You know, at that point, Dave's at that point, he's bigger than the guest beside him. And um, your very first year that you sent it in, what now, I mean, obviously there are all sorts of ways that we can reach out to these productions that we adore so much. What right. was it about the idea? Like, where did the uh, the genesis of, of of coming up with a with a Christmas poem? Where did that come from? Well, actually, it had nothing to do with sending it in at all. This was part of our our community and Alt Fan Letterman. I wrote this poem for the rest of the fans, so it never really was something that I was, you know, giving the show. The show probably could care less about it. It was it was for the fans in my Letterman group. And so from okay. the very beginning, they were always very sweet about it. They all, you know, enjoyed it. They would say, you know, as it would roll around in December, they'd say, oh, it's Christmas now, you know, Marilyn put the poem up. And every year it would have a little something to do with what was going on. But I, I do want to share the first one with you because we have, um, you know, the last one, which yep. was really like a jumble of all kinds of names and all the people but you have to understand the first one before you can understand the last one. So I was wondering if I could read that to you. Oh, of course. Now, before you read it to me, like let's let's set the stage here. Okay. What, like right now, Alt Fan Letterman is basically on Facebook. That's where I discovered it. It's been, you know, back in 98, if I would have known that this thing existed, I would have wanted to be a part of it so much. I mean, what yeah. was it at that point? Was it a website? Was, was it a use group? What? How did you guys connect there? Net. Back in the day, this would have been Usenet before Facebook. We migrated over to Facebook at a certain point when it just became all trolls and, you know, Usenet kind of was going down the <laughs> yeah. tubes. It wasn't good. It wasn't a pretty scene. So, uh, you know, one of our one of our fellow, you know, gals was nice enough to get us all set up over there. And, you know, it really took off on Facebook. But first we were on Usenet. And that is, yeah, the forum was all fan letterman. And that's where and Don Giller was there at the time, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like I mean, folks who who were around now were around then, like yourself. Like that's a twenty five years of hanging out together on the internet, talking about David Letterman and company, uh, yeah. and other things too. I mean, when you get you know, you become friends, you get you develop bonds and relationships with these people yeah. over the years. Absolutely, we share recipes. You know, we get a kick out of that, and we would know what was going on a little bit in each other's lives, and we admired each other's work. We have a lot of very talented people and people from all over, you know, people from other countries are in there and they have been there for years. And it's, you know, that people would joke and just, you know, it's, it's just such a nice community. And I'll see it now in different, you know, groups, like in a, in a group for say fitness, you know, that I belong to, I will see, wow, these people know each other. These people yeah. have been together for a while. That hasn't happened to me except in AFL, you know, AFL is my, you know, it's, it's, it's over now a little bit, not really over. It's never over. I mean, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's evolved for sure. when we watched the show, you know, we would rip off each other and we would share what we saw and it was a great community and, you know, a certain group of us would get together, uh, and go to the show. We were welcomed there annually and had a really great time. So yeah, it's, it was, it's a, it was an important part of my life, really. It really was. And I and know that sounds cheesy, but it still is obviously really to so many that are there. Yeah. And I just, I love that so much. And, and I'll tell you this too. Um, I was so grateful when I was invited into that community and to watch um, the people who have been around forever interact with each other and whatnot. It, I, it's such a beautiful thing to see. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, before we get to your fir the first uh, poem, 
that you wrote and you know for the AFLers that just makes it even that much sweeter had you seen the show live yet at that point by that point uh, probably definitely yeah, yeah I'm quite sure yeah I mean I've I've been there many many times and it's funny I have like a stack of tickets and stuff but I I've never been organized enough to really write down who I've seen and it's a yep. pretty impressive group I remember Hootie and the Blowfish early on you know that was when it was Hootie's first appearance I think and the Blowfish <sighs> um and I was there for the Farah episode where she was like you know and that that was something I was there for let's go looking for Swedes and I mean there's just <laughs> been so many things that I've seen and so you know it'd be pop I mean I can't even begin to tell you that, you know, I've been lucky enough to really see a lot. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that another day. Um, you know, I can't wait to do, we're going to do some episodes of, 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 uh, uh, you know, some of the big moments that people got to see live. We're going to do definitely, um, we're going to focus on that. There's so much meat on the bone for what we can do with this show and what we're going to do with this show. Uh, lots of exciting things. Obviously this is a Christmas episode. We're focusing on that. So you're part of the AFL, um, and, and and people contribute uh, to these things, and it always feels good to contribute to these communities. Um, you putting up a poem, the first time you put up the poem, was there, do you remember, can you go back to that place? I mean, I 98 was a long time ago, but but were you nervous putting the poem in there to see what people would think? Or was oh, this no. just this, I'm excited, let's do this. No, I'm never nervous. No, I was never oh. nervous. No, we were shameless. No one's ever nervous. <laughs> you know, if anything, it would be like, what's Don going to do? You know, not about a yeah. you know, but we would be silly and we would start going off topic. And Don was like, <clears throat> you know, this is about Letterman, you know, okay. <laughs> you know he put up with, with us and yeah. I, I, I suppose some things don't change. Huh? They don't, they don't. <laughs> and of course we dragged him down with us. So, you know, he's, he's, he loves his people on there as much as anyone else and don't let him kid you. Oh, he certainly does. And the, and the video that we are going to, uh, to play later on in this episode, I mean, of course it was cut. Uh, Don did such a masterful job cutting it. We'll talk about that actually. Um, the way that uh, the way that it was presented was so so beautiful, and I love the other thing about the video is 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 we see your we see um, your moment represented, yeah. and it was what a thing to be represented to culminate, and you're about to kind of start that process right now by talking about the first one, but then we get to see you almost in an identical setting. Yeah. Reading the very poem that Dave um, uh, Dave references and 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 highlights uh, right. in the video. So it all started with this one here. So um, right away, you're like, okay, "Twas my night at the late show. Let's do this." 1998. Do you remember when you started writing it? Like, was this was this a stream of conscious thing where you like wrote it in December, put it out the next day? Yeah. Did you take the, a month honestly? To that's write the way it? it is every year. And and the last one was really the most important one to me, obviously, but that didn't take more than a couple of days. And when I did do it, I, you know, I bounced it off of Don, like, you know, should I include this or should I include that and things like that. And, you know, I actually had a, uh, a New York times, um, a, oh, the word, excuse me. One of my friends from the New York times edited it. Yes. Editor. Oh, is yeah, great. I can't edit my own thoughts. But yeah, editor, New York <laughs> Times editor went through it. She made sure that I kind of had, you know, things right in the way that I, you know, put them. And so it was, it was fun to say that it was that, but she's a member of our group, of course. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was like, should I add Meryl Marco? Should I not mention Meryl Marco? I'm so glad I mentioned Meryl Marco because yes. when he read it at the beginning, he talked, he didn't get into it, but he read yeah. her name and it was neat. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's 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 so much that I would take from that moment where if you and I to switch places with our moments where I can just see that the feelings must be very very similar. Uh, oh. For me, it was when I made him laugh. Uh, you know, making oh. Dave laugh on stage was like, and it was only for a second because he you know he laughed and then he immediately shot right back at me like it was just. Yeah. That's one of those feelings where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, your poem. Let's get to let's get to the first one. So the very first incarnation, uh, okay. uh, "Twas My Night at the Late Show." Please, please, what do oh, you got? Okay, "Twas My Night at the Late Show." This is 1998. "Twas My Night at the Late Show," and all through the ed, not a creature was sleeping unless it was dead. The cameras were hung by the desk in each chair in hopes that Dave Letterman soon would be there. The audience was nestled, all snug in their seats, while visions of Letterman made their hearts skip two beats, 
With Calver in a kerchief and Rupert in his cap, we knew we were in for a one-hour nap. Eddie, the warm-up guy, was ready to go, and I knew in a moment it was time for the show. I guess band introduction time must have came because he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Sid, now Felicia, now Anton, Al, Will, on Bones, on Bruce, and at the top of the bill, at the top of the bandstand with no red nose at all. Now clap away, clap away, here comes Paul. And then in a twinkling I heard on the stage the prancing and pawing of each CBS page. As I drew in my breath and was turning around, downstage David Letterman came with a bound. He was dressed in Armani from his head to his foot. Now that later changed to Sue Hum. He was dressed by Sue Hum, but I don't think she was there yet, but it did change. He was dressed in Armani from his head to his foot, his peninsula hairpiece, the color of soot, with a bundle of jokes thanks to Inky's hard labors. And I thought, wake the kids, phone up the neighbors. His eyes, how they twinkled, what a gap-toothed mouth and a tie that was headed all the way to the south. The can of a hand he held, can of a ham he held tight in his hands. And he tossed it a bit before all of his fans. Leonard Tepper came out, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. Then with a toss of a pencil and a shake of his fist, he proceeded to read us his top 10 list. He finished his list and went straight to his work, interviewing celebrities who may think he's a jerk. Then laying his pencil aside of his nose and giving a nod, the show came to a close. He sprang to his feet, to his staff gave a whistle, and off flew his jacket like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he walked out of sight, thanks for being here, come again, and to all a good night. There it is, the first one. I had to mute myself because I didn't want the speaker thing to flip back. And I was gleeful. I have I haven't heard the first one intentionally. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want wow. to know it before this episode. That was delightful. Well, thank you. It's I know it's a little cheesy. And I know I take liberties with the the you know the way I form a poem, but it was just fun. And obviously, you know, it was well received. And and then it started to change and take you know, just looking down memory lane at these poems, I'm able to remember the things that happened in those years. So that's 98, for example. We go to um, 99. Yeah. And it says, we knew in our hearts we were lucky to go to the Millennium's official Emmy-winning late show. So there we are. That's 99. So then 2000, we have the massive heart attack. Yeah, yeah. We knew it was a gift just to be here because of the scare we had earlier this year. Now, especially thankful for TV Boys Health, we were ready to share in the comedy wealth. So that that's where so that changed. I love, I love, okay. So first off, before we go to the next year and the next incarnations, the thing I love about it so much is how, how inside it already is. Like, 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 you know, this is a fan's fan's fan poem like it right. really is it has a lot of you know like little things like tv boy to me that there's so much care in that because you're pulling direct vocabulary that hit the uh, uh the emotional heartstrings of people who appreciate this stuff so much right. he's such a linguist and 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 these little phrases um the unique phrases that he would pull I just absolutely love how much care you put into these things. Well, so. this is why I can't really share it with anyone else except the late show fan. I mean, yeah. even the writers would be like, you know, well, I don't remember that. You know, you know, the writers. Oh, yeah. So to share it with a, a fan who really watched the show, they're the only ones that get it. And of yeah. course, I could take it more inside with my AFL people. And once in a while we joke, you know, like somebody was on Jeopardy. You know, he was a Jeopardy contestant. So I would stick that in there you know and all kinds of funny things that you know may yep. have happened through the years but really in keeping mostly with the show for example now we had the heart attack now we've got uh 2001 obviously 9-11 had just occurred uh so that was dave's sweet gift of laughter in a difficult year made my love for tv boy even more clear so there's tv boy again <laughs> but yeah that was that was the uh to that one now we go to 2002 we've got the oprah log remember the oprah right. log? he stoked that oprah and it wasn't wasn't a christmas oprah log it was just the no. oprah log all year yep. long and so oh, yeah had to add that the theater was cool but i was warmed by the nog and the radiant sparkle of dave's oprah log <laughs> <laughs> christmasy oprah log 
2003 came along and that was the birth of Harry. So his eyes, how they twinkled. He was especially merry. I knew his eye twinkle must be little Harry. You know, just <laughs> things, <laughs> things like that. Okay, so at this point, are you also submitting the poem to the show or is this just for the, the, the like obviously some of the AFLers like, like, you know, Inky, like Tony Mendez was very well aware of this stuff. You have people who right. were obviously, you know, there's cross pollination happening. The AFLers are obviously very well known to yeah. folks. They made it the to camp. the show at one point and I got a nice little note that was dictated from Dave to his assistant, maybe, you know, that just yep. said that it, were, it was very, you know, thankful for the poem or whatever. And they sent me like so a little So they did know class. it existed at this point. Yeah, but I'm not sure, again, that anybody, you know, yeah. really pays yeah. much attention to it, but, you know, that I would make sure to get it there um, or at least send it off. But I don't know, honestly, that they paid that much attention, you know, not until the last one when I yeah. brought the hymnal that they've called the hymnal. Well, we're going to get to that. I want to hear all about that. Um, let's keep going. What are some of the uh, sure. additions and, and, and adaptations you did for each year? So we went from 2003 with the birth of Harry to 2005. That was the year of, of bird flu and hyperphagia. Do you remember the late show bear? So a lot of late show bear that year. So it was my night at the late show and all up in my view, interns clapped in the aisle like they had the bird flu. If you're at the show, boy, they, they're a little bit over enthusiastic. And we used to laugh about that. His eyes, how they twinkled, his cheeks a fantasia. I felt I was in a comedy, comedy hyperphagia. <laughs> to, to bring in the late show bear a little bit. Yeah. 2006. So that was fun. This is a uh, pervy Big Red. This is when Big Red was really getting into it. You know, one of my favorite. So funny. Oh, I loved, I loved Alan, and funny. Big Red was just one of the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> so included was then came some words from Big Red that were so terribly lewd. We were all in agreeance. That's a that's an inside joke instead of agreement. That's agreeance that they were even rude. He can't say that on TV. There have to be laws. He can't do that with sugar plums and dear Mrs. Claus. <laughs> had to put it in. Love Big Red. He was nice too. He was he's one of those, you know, staff members who always knew we were there when we were all there as a group. And, you know, even when I wasn't with a group. I remember him handing out like a hand warmer to me and a girl that I had gone with. And so that was, that was neat. Yeah. Uh, 2007. It's the writer strike now. So <laughs> no audience was nestled all snug in their seats. Just visions of writers out hitting the streets. No skink in a kerchief or Rupert in a cap. Producers have dealt us a one hour nap. So, <laughs> Yeah. That so right then, there, my friends, supporting of the writers right there. If nothing, uh, even in your in your poem, supporting the writers. Here we go. Oh, that was beautiful. You bet. bet. <laughs> 2008, um, there's a video version of this one, um, yeah. which we have online, which was read from, I, I sat, my child care was there and I was reading from the fun fact book. Yep. Um, and that was the year that um, George W. Bush had the Iraqi press conference where he had shoes thrown at him. And, it, you know, the shoe came flying. So I had all my daycare after I read it. They were whipping shoes at me. <laughs> so that was that was fun to film. Um, but in that one, it said that was uh, when McCain canceled and Lyle. I love Lyle. So Lyle always. Yeah. When out in the green room, there arose such a clatter. Staff ran up to Gaines to see what was the matter. <laughs> Guests must have canceled. And with all of the strain and the, econ and the economy imploding, it must be McCain. When what to my wondering eyes came instead, but Keith Olbermann and his big giant head. <laughs> Again, obviously, I would never say such a thing about Keith, but that's that's a Dave joke. Um Okay, and then we have 2009, and that's the Fire Day version, and we have um, a live version of that on YouTube as well with the, the daycare. Oh, thanks for putting it behind. You had your set. There Tweet. it is. And, yep, there she the is. The whole reason. People are like, why do you care that Sarah Palin is going to endorse? Like, why do you care that she's going to say something about the podcast? It's right here. It's right here. It was a big deal that year. Oh, nine. It really was. Sarah Palin it really was. shenanigans. 
was my night at the late show and outside the ed normal creatures weren't stirring there was a rally instead 12 palin worshipers mostly retired had hopes that dave letterman soon would be fired <laughs> so it is our little walk down memory lane obviously yep. um 2010 the joaquin fiasco with joaquin oh, Phoenix yeah. and the super bowl commercial both of them took place that year yep so what to my wondering eyes should appear? Dave and Oprah with Leno trying to save his career. <laughs> this was not even wiki leaked. I needed a pinch. I guess Conan declined to appear with the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to, to Jay. I hope he's feeling good. Absolutely. Nice to see him. Hey, back. we want him feeling good so we can make fun of him. <laughs> right? There Get you better, go. Man. <laughs> there you go. His eyes, how they twinkled, what a gap-toothed grin. He had a squeaky impression of the guy with the chin. Cue up Mike Singletary. I'm not sure what he said. He's as strange as that thing on Donald Trump's head. Then I heard a ringing, a Jeff Altman phone call, and the mood in the theater was cast with a pall. Out came Joe Grossman with a bizarre interjection. Who is weirder than him? Always the horn section. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, stro Phoenix strolled out, a right freaky old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A difficult interview for my TV boy hero. I guess it could be worse. It could be De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop there for a second because okay. uh, you just in one fell swoop shouted out four guests of the Letterman podcast this year. Uh, so we're gonna say happy holidays and Merry Christmas to Art Kelly, you know, Mr. Mark Singletary on the show, yeah. to Joe Grossman, who we love, we adore you, Joe. Absolutely, uh, so so happy you're working for the Tonight Show this year. That's that's uh, congratulations on that. Uh, you mentioned the horn section, so of course uh, Tom Bones Malone. And uh, and our boy Jeff Altman, who uh, you know, four guests on our on our in our inaugural year so far um, wow. uh, of the Letterman podcast, all mentioned in one fell swoop. Well done. <laughs> that's, that's an accomplishment, I think. Oh man, yeah. You, well, and I mean, it just too. shows how we all sort of think on the same. Like this is a family, and it's it's. I'm so grateful to be part of of kind of unearthing some of these things and talking to other people who feel the exact same way who have never met on from different sides of the continent but are united with these things and feel this way you know uh, talking to joe again I, uh, talking to joe a few weeks back it, it'll be a, a month or so by the time this thing airs but like it was trippy it it felt so crazy awesome weird talking to him about this stuff and being able to deconstruct some of this stuff because these are people who are poem inspiring, like just see yeah. them on screen, you know? Yeah. And, uh, oh, and he anyway. hears over and over, and, you know, right through the years because, yeah, he was, of course, I loved him. I, oh, <laughs> I me too. Taken with him there. And of course, you know, I knew that he wasn't going to be smiling. So I did the same. You know? <laughs> I treasure that one as well, like some of my older ones. One of the things with, with Joe in particular, like, I mean, you know, we take Jeff Altman. Well, we saw him acting funny and crazy with Dave since we were literally since we were kids. Right. But then Joe, you see him show up in the early two thousands and you're like, wait a second, this guy is like our age, you know, and this guy is part of the fun. And it, 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 the our me, age thing I kind of get a kick out of because I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you. <laughs> are you? Well, yeah, quite a bit older than you. I'm 60 this year. So are you really? You know, yes. I would not have called that. Well, um, Certainly, your disposition in your heart uh, uh, does not show it, and 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 can I will say this: this is something that I use to describe myself on my best day. My inner child has his grubby little hands on the wheel. Um, ser like you are, you have this energy about you that it just feels so vibrant, youthful, all of this stuff, playful, uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of Letterman folk have that. Uh, also, there are some who have, you know, crotchetiness, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're certainly in the former, um, but, but I'm saying the energy that, that, uh, um, that we have towards these things come out in different ways. These poems are absolutely delightful. Where are we now? 2011? Yes, we are. And that's Jeter's house and the fatwa. I had to look that up. I had to do a little research. Cause I'm like, you know, I remember Larry David really got into that and curb your enthusiasm, but it yep. was a joke. But with Dave, it was not a joke. Dave, David Letterman had a fatwa on him. Uh, and yep. he made 
okay with it. He had so much fun with it. He would come out and, you know, he's, he came out one night and said to the audience that, um, that you guys are more than an audience to me. You're a human shield. <laughs> You're a human shield. Something to that effect. I mean, he worked with that, but, um, was my that was that was that was a joke that he told to the audience before the camera started rolling. I can't, I don't know that because I wasn't there, but I read about it. So that's a beautiful joke. Oh, that's a that's such a good joke. That's sorry about why. Sorry, I was late coming out here. He said I was checking about my life insurance policy. Like he, <laughs> you know, that probably made the air. You know, I don't know what he kept, but anyway. <laughs> um. Twas my night at the Late Show at Sullivan Theater, twelve thousand feet smaller than the home of a Jeter. Do you remember Jeter's <laughs> house? I did research on that too. It's about twelve thousand feet smaller oh. in the theater because it was a big house. His eyes, how they twinkled! What a gap-toothed grin! Why would anyone want to fat wah him? What newt would do that? Why the metal detection? Then three hands went up. Always the horn section. <laughs> love them. I love them. I love when they did that. Yep. It was so special to me. Um, Joe Grossman wandered out. Unusual elf. I heard on his honeymoon he threw up on himself. <laughs> now I'm not I'm not telling tales out of school. He he said this on the show. <laughs> and it was like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> So now we are in 2012. 2012 was a big one to me. Why? Oh, it was the Weekend Late Show. Oh my God, so, the Weekend Late Show. Remember the Weekend Late Show? Oh. So it was- I also know somebody who has a mug from that and I am really jealous about that. Wow. That's a that's that's, that's one a of those one. things that I'm like, oh, I would really like to have that. That is a very cool prop gag prop gag they have. <laughs> so the poem started, was my night at the late show, and all through the ed, not a creature was stirring. The theater was dead. The set was all decorated in poinsettia and spruce. Imagine my shock. Out walked Linda and Bruce. <laughs> Bruce's wink of his eye and shake of his head soon gave me to know I had something to dread. <laughs> I'd made a mistake. <laughs> It was the weekend late show. I sprang from my seat and knew I had to go. Bruce spoke of avoiding online Christmas tree scams and Linda did macrame on orange juice cans. I tried to run stuck in gum and then awoke with a scream in my nightcap and kerchief for it was only a dream. <laughs> so that's how I started that one that I was in the wrong place. Uh, then it was my night at the late show. I was so pleased to enter and see the new honoree of the Kennedy Center. Oh, that was that, that year. A little bit of heartfelt nice. there, Marilyn. <laughs> I, I love it. Band um, Reindeer Spiel here. Yep. So, and then one by one, band introduction came and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, Will, now Felicia, now Anton and Sid on Bones, on Frank, on Aaron, but God forbid, two reindeer were missing. I hoped they weren't hurt. Swiftly, I issued an antler alert. I called up Len Easton. I suspect Dave's dog, Sully. I fear they're funked up, taken down in a gully. Hmm. I hoped they'd be harnessed, brought back to the band. The horn section would once again raise the right hand. I tell them how much I miss seeing them play. What's that? Oh, I'm being told they're okay. <laughs> that was Alchez and Bruce Kapler left the band and yep. yeah. So that is a very nice little nod to them right there. Yeah. By the way, the weekend, the, the weekend late show. Hey, Walter, if you guys haven't, we need a compilation of that. That yes, that and, and uh, tales from the old West, the Tim Thomerson. Uh, I, I want to see more of that and, and, and some expl explication of that. I want to get Tim on here and talk about that, but yeah, Linda or Bruce, if you're out there and you want to talk a little bit about weekend late show and that gig. Yeah. We're here for you, buddy. Uh, come on out, either one of you. So that's good. So we're on to 13. We are. And this is uh, Graham Fenwick Jones. Do you remember him? Yes, and absolutely. I'm out with just the what, you know, and it was great. So it was a fortnight till the late show. Keen as mustard the house from Ipswich to Bendingle. Bit of a big girl, girl's blouse. The cameras were hung. Tootie picked to their rocker in hopes that Scatty Schuyler will be as black as Newgate's knocker. So I was just kind of doing his thing for a little yep. bit. Oh yeah. Um, 
But then I awakened, chilled to my bones. I had dreamt of the spirit of Graham Fenwick Jones. <laughs> and then it went on to his eyes, how they twinkled. What a wonderful sight. 20 years at the network, still the stooge of the night. Mm. No more weekend late show to add to the drama. And no more celebrigum. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> celebrigum had ended then. And uh, Steve gave it up. But that was a then obviously that wasn't part of the show either. That's another inside joke that was sort of staff and you know we kind of supported. And got well, we've talked about it on the show. Now. We had Steve Young obviously, and we talked about it that when in his uh, his first appearance here, we celebrity gum. If you haven't gone and seen it yet, go find it. Uh, genius, genius piece of uh, of of comedy. So simple, um, and yet at the same time clever. Uh, beyond words so good and, and great that it was included in uh in 2013 uh now we get to 2014 and um you're not gonna the way that you the viewer are gonna hear this is by watching the video that we're gonna finish this episode with that's how it's gonna go um and we're gonna wish y'all a merry christmas but before we do that uh, we need to talk about you getting there and uh, like, this is, you know, we'll talk about your other appearances another time that you come on the show. See, I'm presupposing you're going to come back. Oh, there's never appearances. <laughs> I've never had any appearances, but this was amazing. This was, a, you know, a friend of mine at, when they had this, it's hard to get in there, you know, yeah. it's hard to just randomly be able to see a Christmas show, especially the last one. But yeah, I think the staff had, um, you know, so this was the night of the Darlene fun. Love episode. Yes. And it wasn't my first Darlene Love episode either. I've been there for this. Before. Wow. But this was, a, you know, the last one. The very no, this is the absolutely. This is a culmination episode. The last meatball. The last, mm -hmm. the last everything. Um, did they throw footballs that night? They might. I, and, and, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that was everything. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the Christmas Late Show episode again. It's just they were always special. But this one yeah. here, the very last one, I I remember tearing up. I remember. Yeah watching it on the other side uh of, of of the screen knowing it was the very last one and um you know the gravity of that was just um uh, you could feel it now you knew how how long in advance before you uh before the show oh. did you know you had tickets for that night gosh i think it was only about a week oh. that cheryl that cheryl got tickets and said will you come with me told we were i was so excited we wanted yeah. to get muffs we were going to buy muffs <laughs> so, <laughs> and we wanted to go with muffs, but I couldn't find them. You can't really find a muff these days. Yeah. You know, all kinds of, you muffs know. Muffs are F clo closed five years ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had put together the, and this is, this is going to be hard to believe, but I put together the poem. We put it on the hymnal here, you know, and I brought many copies. So I got to the show, I saw Sue Hum at Hello Deli, I gave one to her, I gave one to Rupert, I gave one to every staff member that I could find. Um, but I really didn't think about trying to get Dave's attention and giving it to Dave for the pre-show um, until I kind of started to go in there. And I'm like, so happy, yeah. lining up. When, yeah. and I said, what if, you know, because, you know, and I think you talked to another AFLer about when, when you're in the audience and you're, you, you kind of, oh, send me the juju that he'll call on me. Like, and then you just put your hand up suddenly. And if you're lucky enough, there's a couple AFLers who've had a lot of luck with it. Me and Bill. You're preaching to the um, choir. Like, so, me, it was a salmon you know, jacket. It's just like and, an energy. You're yep. positive about it. And you just, you know. Oh my God. I love talking to you about this because I've tried, I've told the story so many times when I do this, uh, when I did that, the night with the salmon jacket. And, uh, and, 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 you know, he talked to the guy at the end of the row first and I'm like, oh no, if it's only one question, I'm screwed. And as he's talking, you know, I've got my hand up like a, like a teacher's pet who thinks that yeah. the first kid that was called on is given a wrong answer and I'm ready to go, you know, and, you know, you see him look at you and you feel there's an energy there. Like there just is, yep. he finishes with the dude on the end and okay. Yes, sir. What's your question? And then suddenly like. You're at, it's an out of body kind of experience and, and, and there's an energy to it. Like you just said, yeah. and you exactly understand the feeling that I'm trying so desperately yet horribly to communicate. Like and I just can't. times that you're, you know, you're going to, I'm going to raise my hand and it's not going to happen. You know, right. he's just looking in the other direction. Yeah. But he got me a couple of times. And once he told me I looked like his sister, Gretchen, he actually was, you look like my sister, you know? Wow. Like, oh, you know, but this time. <laughs> 
this time it was just like, you know, the hand shot up, he called on me. I told him, and, and you'll see this, that I had a poem that I've been writing for 16 years. Oh, better be good. You know, <laughs> but it's like, no, I haven't been writing it for 16 years. It's, it's only been a couple of days, but um, yeah. And I think it, it was such an experience because you talked about making Dave laugh. I didn't personally make Dave laugh, but Dave got my name wrong on the show live and he doubled over and, and you, you know, it's on the show, the 2014 Christmas show where he called me Carolyn yeah. instead of Marilyn. And I think it was Will Lee was like, it's Marilyn, it's Marilyn. And what, Marilyn? Ooh. And he's like, whatever, you know, but, and another thing that we didn't make it to the, the pre-show tape that you're, you're going to show yes. was that when it was all said and done, he, he took the poem, he gave it to somebody and he said, go throw it out or so go throw it in the garbage or something like that. And it was just like a joke, you know, and no, oh, just kidding, just kidding. It was cute. And you could hear sort of a laugh and that's why, um, cause he was going to toss it out. But I think, and then he's obviously he sat down with it during the segment that I hear that you like after the monologue and he just started to peruse it live, you know, going through it. Wasn't reading it really on, on air at all. This is only the pre-show, only the, your secret tape. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to ask you about that. So what we're going to show here is we're going to show a video that was um, masterfully put together uh, by Don Giller. And and so you don't see Dave actually reading the poem, but you see footage of Dave and then we hear the audio. Now, did you hear the audio? I guess you must have heard the audio before that video was was ever conceived. Right. How did it feel the first time you realized that your moment that was so special and in your heart? was immortalized somewhere and you got to actually relive it a little bit that feeling for me personally that feeling was like shock awe so grateful to the universe for that i never I mean, thought that i would hear yeah the because the pre-show you know generally you wouldn't think it's taped or if it is you're not right. gonna see it you know how did so when did you hear it for the first time like when did you know did you know it that holiday season or was it years probably after the fact January, probably january or so of that year that i heard it existed i'm not sure when i originally heard it i mean it was you know and if i did it was sort of like down low i couldn't share it you know it was until you know the, the powers that be allow it to be shared but can I ask who told to you that about. it existed or is that is are we still keeping people's confidences? No, no. I mean, it was Don that, that you know, spoke to people obviously okay. about who had it, if if it was allowed to be out, you know, and that sort of thing. And I don't think it was for a while. But um, yeah, you know, certainly, certainly not. Like, I mean, there's still, uh, you know, we're years. The show's been over for years and there's still some of these un, unaired episodes and clips and things like that that some of us have been lucky enough to hear. But aren't able to be made it out, make out for public consumption yet, hopefully, hopefully. And in the audience that night, I was wearing, I don't know if you can see this here, yeah. but this is, there's a meatball on this tree. <laughs> it's, it's, it's my pen with a meatball. And I I was like, you know, wanting to tell Dave about that. And he's like, just, just put the jacket on. I can't hear a word you're saying. So, okay, all right, put it on. Yeah. But it, it was it was great. And I came home that night because I, I it was Cheryl and I. So my significant other is here. He doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> I come home, I leave the jacket in the car and kept it all nice and quiet. And I'm like, we got to watch it live because I was there. And then all of a sudden it's like very clear that something's going to happen. He's like, hey, did you write a poem about the late show too? And that was how we opened the show. And it was it was just to, to have that. And I made it into the top 10. It's like, then they, there was the uh, World Series of Dreidel that was on that show. So they show this commercial for the World Series of Dreidel. And that's when it came back and he's like, not too late to put that in your poem, Carolyn. <laughs> and that, so, I mean, I was Carolyn from then on in AFL and, you yep. know. <laughs> Well, and I didn't get the joke at first, not at first anyway, but Don, uh, you know, when I came up with this idea a long time ago to have you on here, it was like within the first few weeks of the 
of the uh of the podcast um you know this idea of to have you on here to to do this um and and so anyway don would periodically message me back and say have you heard from carolyn yet and i didn't uh-huh. get it at first but now obviously now yeah. i completely understand which is funny because my night before dave finished our exchange um he was making fun of my salmon jacket, which is what the callback he came out to the moment the show started, which was great. Mm-hmm. But the last line beforehand, though, he was like, that jacket, that's a nice little jacket. What what color is that jacket? And I said, it's salmon. He goes, salmon, who told you that? I said, it's my, my wife. She she picked yeah. it out. That's your wife right there? Yeah. And uh, the, the, the thing I love about it, and it makes her laugh every time I say it, too. Um, this is my wife, Candace. Nice, nice to meet you, Janice. Okay, Paul, let's go. And he called my wife, Janice. And... <laughs> And yep. it's hilarious, right? Like it's the yeah. funniest thing. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, so, okay. So you've heard this, you now know that it exists. It's out there. The video shows up. You've got this beautiful coda to a, a memory that, that the universe is whatever, giving you this permission to, to see it forever and to view it yeah. forever. Um, it still clearly brings joy. I can feel the joy coming through the, yeah. uh, through the computer. You know, I got a Christmas gift that year from, yeah. From Nick, right. um, and he he took this, and at the bottom of my stairs, this has been framed, and then the pictures of me on the show are framed. So I come down the stairs, and I see it right there in front of me, you know. So yeah, it, it was a it was a special moment, and you know, I I hope that Dave knew at that moment too that he meant he means a lot to a lot of people because he tends to play that down, but as he sat there and was reading this. It was fun too, because in, in part of the poem at the end, um, let's see. Now, I don't know if you're going to, to have the whole poem because what you're talking about doesn't have it. Um, it just has sort of that pre-show thing. No, the video about- I have has the pre-show and then it has you oh, looking in that room with the jacket on gotcha. reading that, the entire oh. poem of that year. But I just wanted to share that he started to read and you'll hear him. Now I'd better not cry and I'll try not to pout as I now thank the person the whole show is about. You filled our comedy stockings night after night. Our worldwide pants will no longer fit right. And then it went up. But as he started to read, he got to about, and I'll thank the person on the show is about, you know, Dave, no, no, no compliments. No, no, he yep. jumped, he jumped to something else. Yeah. But yeah, he as doesn't... he talked about the different things that he saw, it was neat. It was neat to hear him share and, yeah, it was a great experience. It's a such a special moment, Marilyn, and I'm so so grateful that for you that you get to have this, and you and I'm really grateful you're able to talk about it, and you still feel the way that I hoped you would feel about it. It's 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 identical to mine. Mine was yeah. April twentieth, you know, so it was four months after. <laughs> you know, wow. it, it was it was it was you know literally the month before he retired. That was when my night happened, and 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 I mean, it's such a it's got, it literally has a place inside my heart that it lives. And when I, when I actually start talking about it to somebody and I will, let's face it, I'll talk to anybody who will listen about it. Um, (laughs) It's, it's, it's still vibrant and alive and well, and talking to you about this. um, First off, I'm so grateful that you get to still live it as well. And you have the memories of it and and it is so special to you. Um, It's such a beautiful moment to be able to meet people that you admire and have a treasured experience in that. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. But second, this is exactly why we do this show. Um, you know, we started this show here and I'm going to, we're starting to to wrap. We're going to finish with the video. There's nothing better to finish with. You already, uh, you know, alluded to how the poem finishes. Um, I don't know any other way that we can wish uh, the enthusiasts, the the community, whatever you want to call it, anybody who is, uh, has stumbled across this, uh, you know, Christmas episode after a, a night of drunken debauchery, perhaps on YouTube. I don't know. But anybody who has been a part of our journey here at the Letterman podcast so far hasn't even been a year, won't even be a year till April, but it is our first Christmas. Um, there's a lot of love and care out here. And having a community member come and share her story, uh, we want you to do this again next year. Maybe, hey, maybe next year there might be a uh, uh, a verse or two talking about my next guest or something like that. We'll throw <laughs> that at you. So who knows? Who knows what that's going to be? Before we do get going, though, uh, a new year is coming. Um, I'm hoping that there's going to be a new slew of my next guests. Um, is there anybody 
I always say, is there three people? But I mean, whatever we're doing, it's it's Christmas time. However, uh, if you're if your Christmas wishes of anybody for Dave to talk to on my next guest would come true, who are a couple names that you would throw out there? It, you know, it, it's funny because I I tried to come up with something. I watched your Steve Young episode, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Winston Churchill. I'm gonna say the same ones he did. That's what. I'm <laughs> That's what I'm going to do um, because no, I, don't, I don't know. Like if somebody asked my favorite movie and stuff, I'm not good at those, those yeah. questions. Yeah. No, maybe AFL. How about that? <laughs> he can talk to the people who can tell him how much that, you know, he meant to us and oh. he's not dead, but you know, he doesn't give himself enough credit for how he entertained and, you know, and you know, a lot of it, is the community that you know it's just it's just great <laughs> um well we with what we're trying to do here we've been accepted as a show into the afl community if we can do whatever it takes to build uh exactly what you were talking about i mean if 15 years from now we can say that there are people who were here right from ground zero of our first episode and 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 are we've already had people who have met um, I would love to see that continue. Uh, this is a phenomenal inspiration. I appreciate you so much. Before we move to the video, other than a Merry Christmas, is there anything else that you wanted to say, Marilyn? Not really, but I did want to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> you have. Merry Christmas, and happy holidays, everyone. Yeah. And um, that's it. Um, I appreciate you so much. Thank you very, very much for uh, for sharing and, and, and being a part of this, uh, going through the story of this beautiful, beautiful poem that you have told. Um, my name is Mike Chisholm. This has been uh, the Christmas edition, the very first Christmas edition of the Letterman podcast. We're going to finish it off with uh, an unbelievable- well, Mike, I have Here one we go. thing. Yeah, yeah. I have one thing. Something yes. that I think you might be interested in. Yes, yes. This, this was a gift that was under the late show Christmas tree that day. Okay, there's one thing. Awesome. And- How'd you get that? Who got that for you? I uh, I kind of stayed in the theater afterward. Yeah. And I should also say that people saw that I stayed in the theater afterward because, you know, we were talking to the staff and things and they're like, you were, you were a plant, weren't you? Like this was, plant. <laughs> they couldn't get over the, no, it absolutely was not. Here awesome. is some asbestos that I need. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So that's the snow from the theater. And then, oh, shout out to Glenn Borders. Glenn Borders is very proud of that snow. Well done, brother. That's that's awesome. This is an ornament that was on the tree. And if you look carefully, I didn't want to get off without forgetting. I don't know if you can see this, but there is sauce on this. That's meatball from sauce? Meatball, either from the meatball or the pizza. Shout out to Rupert G. There you go. There you go. And Angelo's did the pizza, I think, and Rupert G did the meatball. Yep. Shout out. Anyway, I just needed you to see that before. <laughs> no, so, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, Marilyn, you and I are going to do this again and talk about some of the other uh, live experiences that we've had there and, and some of the different experiences. Thank you so much for uh, everything that you've done. To our audience, happy holidays. Whatever your uh, persuasion, whatever your holiday looks like, I hope that there is joy for you, for your family, everyone around you, whatever community that you're a part of. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from the Letterman podcast. And uh, without further ado, one of the greatest moments for an enthusiast that they could ever have from Maryland Sergeant. Merry Christmas from the Letterman podcast, everybody. Anybody have any uh, questions about the, what's going to happen here? Uh, yes, ma'am, right there. What is your name, please? My name is Marilyn. Marilyn, where are you from? I'm from Southington, Connecticut. S Southington, Connecticut. Good to have you here. What can I do for you, Marilyn? For 19 years, I've been writing a poem um, called Was My Night at the Lake Show. It's about Christmas, and I would like to give you a copy. Oh, God bless you. Yes, Alan, can you retrieve the poem? For 19 years, you've been writing this poem? Thank you very much. I certainly, let me see it, Alan. Let's take a look at it here. What do you do for a living, Marilyn? I am a child daycare provider in my no. home. Good for you. Wow, look at this. That's it. Well, are you going to read some of it? Yes, please. <laughs> 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 I said in the late.
shown all through the Ed. Oh, the Ed Sullivan yeah. Theater. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Memories were stirring in my heart and my head. I looked with nostalgia at the desk in the chair that soon would be taken by Stephen Colbert. Oh. When there, in the theater, I started to chatter. Folks gathered around to see what was the matter. More rapid than bingo was my gratitude came. So I whistled and shouted and thanked them by name. Thanks, Dorothy. Thanks, Shecky. Thanks, Morty and Biff. Next time you're thrown a football, try not to whiff. Thanks, Gerard Mulligan. You've done it in style. Thanks, June. And Inky, and I can't forget Lyle. Thanks to the writers like Steve, Matt, Bill, and Joe. Gaines, Nancy, Maria, and girls who hi ho. Thanks, Hal, Harold, George Clark, for all that you do. And thank you, Mike McEntee, you've made us wahoo. Eddie Brill and the Spangles, Mujibur, Sarah Jewel and the CBS Orchestra, past and present, all rule. Thanks, digital media guys, Walter and Jay. Stuck in the web, but I'm being told they're okay. To the whole staff and crew, thanks for the laughter. The Sally Favalli, and good luck hereafter. Thanks to the interns who've made the show greater. Laugh about that now, think about it later. Thanks, Kay, Ray, and Bethany. Thanks, Dr. Aroni. Rupert, thanks for the meat, and that's no baloney. Thank you, Chris Elliott, always good for a howl. Thanks, Michelle and Kathleen, with her mouth so foul. Thanks, Jean, take time off. Thanks, Todd, for the cue. It couldn't be easy filling big Cuban shoes. Thanks, Dave Dorset, cameraman extraordinaire. We made this show Rob and the late show Bear. Thanks, Johnny and Meryl, for their inspiration. Thanks, Graham Fenwick Jones, the king of translation. Thanks, Pat and Kenny, for each transcript spoof and all of the things you have thrown off the roof. Thanks, Gary, for manning the genius switch. Thanks, who, who gives, gives a, a rat's, rat's ass, ass Pete Fatovich. Thanks, Marv and Jack Hanna, a wacky wild sight. And Monkey Rock, those guys, I mean, am I right? Friends, Reed, Randall, Murray, there were none kinder, and thanks Johnny Dark and the girl with the grinder. Martin Short and Steve Martin, more Big Show amigos. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the egos. Thanks Darlene and Jay Thomas for the traditions. Thanks to the guests, the comics, and the musicians. Thanks Les Foley Tepper and Calvert DeForest. And thank you to Letterman's Lemon Tree Florist. Thanks, Wendell, then Calter, big red warm-up announcer. I think I was too loud, because then came the bouncer. For there, like a man on fire, right in my face, was the unamused presence of one Bill DeLace. Get out, he shouted, and stop all that thanking. I was one stupid human trick away from a spanking. I drew in my breath, but I'd deal with this foo. I thought... Is this anything? And then I thanked him too. And thanks to the fans, for although the show ends, I know for a fun fact we'll all be like friends, because no charts and graphs, no quiz machine too, could measure the top 10 things we've all been through. We know our cuts of meat, and if they'll sink or float, we've all watched Paul Shaker in a cape and a coat. We need no intuitive like that Deborah Lynn, to be certain, it never was Lance on that Schwinn. Now I'd better not cry, and I'll try not to pout, as I now think the person the whole show is about. 
who filled our comedy stockings night after night. Our worldwide pants will no longer fit right. From Warren to Farah to Drew on the desk, even in times of trouble, you were the best. No more dog and pony show to delight and inspire, but we wish you much happiness as you retire. So please hear me exclaim as you move out of sight, thank you, David Letterman, and to all a good night. Overcoat and underpants.